Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number seven of season three of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape's COO, and we are both joined by... <laughs> Connor Mannion, strategist here uh, at Mindscape. All righty. Hi, strategist. I mean, hi, Connor. Hey, man. What's are, going on? How are you today? I'm going to talk to you today. You've been strat- strategizing today. All right. All right. I'm going to take control oh, fine. of this. I'm going to take control of this segment right now. I and, that and small talk was riveting, Jeff. It, I did, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So for those of you who have, have listened to our previous episodes, you probably uh, recall Connor from probably two or three episodes ago where he did a really, really nice job of covering the topic that we were covering at the time, which I can't remember what it is because my memory is awful because I'm old. I don't even know. If I, what are we doing? Buyer personas? Email marketing? Email yeah, marketing. Email marketing. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the reminder, producer. <laughs> it's nice to have someone who's got your back with all the notes. But anyway, today we are going to be talking about something that is really the uh, the blood and soul of Mindscape, and it's related to website development. Um, you know, at Mindscape, we we always uh, struggle because our, our our brand promise is more leads, more sales, more profit, and we're heavily focused on results. And so, when we get people that call us up and say, you know, I just need a website then we need to make sure that we're delivering on the brand promise. And so we always, we, we kind of came up with our package of, with air quotes, just a website. Because even if we're just building a website, we want to make sure that it's going to produce. Uh, and, and one of the th- things I believe that differentiates us is we spend a lot of time thinking about the personas that an organization is going to be attracting to the website. And we, we go through an exercise, which we'll be covering a lot today, that's called user path planning. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to our guest today. And Connor, can, can you let us know what user path planning is? And also probably more importantly, why it's important? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can talk a little bit about that. Um, so a user path is essentially, uh, a path a user takes through your website, um, to complete a task or to convert, right? Um, so ordering a product, downloading an ebook, subscribing to a newsletter, um, et cetera, right? Uh, user path planning is planning for those things, planning for those paths. It is looking into the user behavior on your website as well as general user trends and mapping out these conversion paths to ensure that you have built a process um, that has as little friction as possible. So that's the, the what, what user, yeah. the what. So, but, uh, so that's pretty clear to understand as far mm-hmm. as what it is kind of navigating from yeah path but, but to path. why do it right why is it important yeah um well so it's important because it will help you intentionally guide your users uh to a conversion page of your website right and hopefully to that conversion um it can help you keep prospects in the sales funnel longer and it can help you identify bottleneck pages of your website or areas of the buyer's journey where you need to eliminate friction in your process or you need to increase support uh for that buyer so um, I, I kind of always like to actually I can't I can't say I always like to do this because I feel like I just came up with this the other day but I feel like it was really good uh, to me I'll, like a lot of times this goes hand in hand with information architecture where you mm-hmm. kind of organize the pages um, 
So for me, information architecture is sort of like organizing the pages into chapters of a book. But then user path plan is sort of like that um, choose your own adventure thing, right? Like you right, get to right. that and you're like, to go around the cave, turn to page 45. Uh-huh. To explore the cave, turn to page 42. And so that's kind of user path plans as far as because when people end up at your website, you a lot of times we even see it, especially on the paid side, people will just end up at a homepage, right? Mm-hmm. From an ad. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, how do we get them to do what we want them to do? Either to right. sign up for our blog or whatever. So um, so anyway, use the path plans. Um, so conceptually, those are you know fairly easy to understand. But um, do you have a certain process you go through? Or like, how do you get started with that? How do you generate Yeah, yeah. So, so we look at a few different things uh, here at Mindscape. Um, we'll look at historical behavioral data using uh, Google Analytics, right? Like see how the current users are exploring the website. Um, you know, when are they leaving? When are they abandoning? And just their general pathway. You know, if they, let's, let's take the homepage. If they land on the homepage, where are they generally going from there? Um, we'll also take a look at the buyer personas uh, that we normally develop. So take a look back at that episode if you haven't yet. Uh, and, and look at their goals, the challenges, uh, their pain points, their motivations, um, so that we know, you know what might help them, uh, what information they might be looking for and what might help them to convert. You know, what, what information can we hit them with on a specific page so that they're going to you know, take the action that uh, we want them to take. Um, in addition to that, there's also just a lot of general user trend knowledge um, and user experience knowledge, obviously, we've built up here uh, at Mindscape from a lot of our web work, right? Um, so yeah, take a look at all of that stuff. Uh, I mean, really the process is, like you said, you know, writing the writing of a book. It is putting yourself in your persona's shoes while having that historical concept for your website and saying, okay, what action, like what is their desire on this page? What is their intent? And providing them with an action they can take that matches that intent. Um, so, I mean, let, let, let's take a look at an, exa- an example, right? Uh, you're the head of a digital marketing firm at a college or university, um, and you look at your website data from the past year, and you see that most users are landing on the homepage of your website, right? Let's say, uh, let's just call it direct traffic. They're just typing it in, um, and they're landing on the homepage of your website, uh, which is pretty typical. What needs to be present on the homepage for, let's say, a traditional college student, a high school senior, uh, to, to convert, to take the next step. What information do they need to see on that homepage for them to keep exploring your site, right? Because if that information's not there, maybe they just leave. Um, well, if you did per- your persona work, you might know that you know one of the most important things to them uh, is looking at the programs you have to offer, right? They wanna look at a full list of your programs and they wanna make sure that they see the program that they're interested in present. Um, so you might choose in the navigation to have a tab called admissions where, you know, and underneath that tab, you have subpages for the different types of degrees and you have a full list of your programs, right? So they can see that full list of programs from there. What are they going to do? They're probably going to get more program information. They're going to click on a, a specific program. So how do they convert from there, right? If that's their user path is homepage to degree program, well, what information is present on that degree program for them to then become a lead, right? And what are you doing after they become a lead for them to become a student? Um, that, that's kind of what we're doing with these user passes, looking at that historical data, looking at the persona information that we have, um, 
and, and, and putting ourselves in that persona's shoes and going, what information do I need to keep moving through my buyer journey? That sounds like the persona of a successful student because when I was looking at college, <laughs> I cared when was the drinking night and how far away was the bar and what was the likelihood I could make it home without getting mugged. I would argue that you might not be a college's ideal student, Pete. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Guilty as charged, Your Honor. (laughs) So, so when when you think about like best practices, Mm -hmm. um, what are what are some of the best practices as you're thinking through the user paths? Um. So, so very first thing, I guess I would say, as a best practice, just as as. Kind of a starting off point would be make sure you're collecting data, right? Make sure you're collecting data on your users and you, so you can get a feel for their behavior while looking at the data, you know, what pages they're interacting with. Um, You know, by looking at your website data, you're going to be able to determine what is their intent? What are they looking for, right? Um, So as kind of a barrier to entry, I'd say make sure you're tracking data. Um, After that, I'd say a best practice that I try to use, or this is kind of more of a starting off point, but would be, Breaking up your user pass into traffic sources. Um, so different users are going to have different intents based on where they come from. If they type in your URL, they're probably already familiar with you in, in some regard. If they come through organic, they're going to have you know certain certain wants, desires, feelings. If they come through paid, they're going to have these prerequisites, things they've already interacted with um, that are going to qualify them differently for a user path. Right? If you're coming through, if you're coming through paid. <laughs> Sorry, we had a we had a technical mic difficulty there. So yeah, mainly Jeff moving the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, breaking these down into traffic sources, I think, is going to help you like really, really um, trim down these paths and kind of categorize them. Um, in addition to that, I'd say, uh, depending on your personas, you also might want to break them down into personas. Um, persona and source because different personas landing on your websites are going to have uh, different needs, different desires, different intents. So, you know, one, you know, let's, let's roll with this college example. A traditional student might be looking for a, a specific program right off the bat. A transfer student, while they probably want to make sure you offer the program that they'd be transferring into, maybe they want to look at what the transfer process is like first. They want to make sure their credits are going to transfer first. So they're not going to go straight to the degree. They might be going straight to, uh, you know, your transfer page and going, okay, like if, if they're not going to recognize most of my credits anyways, because of, you know, some rule or, or guideline this college has, then I don't even need to look into this any further. Um, or parents, right? Parents may have a completely other, uh, yeah set of reasons totally other experience so um you might also you know take a look at your personas and discover if their intents are vastly different you might need to develop different user paths for different personas as well um on that note of trimming things down and making them specific i'd also like to say keep things general (laughs) you're you're while you can account for these different personas you're not going to account for every user's actions on your site and try not to be reactive with it, right? If you see us, you know, a data point, and you realize, well, this one user is doing this one weird thing, and we need to account for it. No, please do not change your whole website because, you know, two users over the course mm-hmm. of six months couldn't find something or couldn't do something. It's like if the vast majority are having a good experience, please do not worry about those other few, right? Um, play to the general. Um, another reminder I like to have is be honest with yourself when you're putting these user paths together. Uh, if you know that most users, 
the first time around aren't aren't going to buy, right? Obviously, improve your experience to the point where hopefully when a user visits your site the first time, they have enough information to choose to buy from you. But if you just know that only recurring visitors, right? Only visitors on their second time are going to buy, well then build that into your user path, right? You know, in your user path say, you know, user generally exit site here, um, retargeting campaign is next, right? Because we can retarget them and get them back to the site. That's gonna be a part of your user path, right? Um, them leaving the site, them you know, not converting that first time, if that's not happening, you need to build in the tools for that to work and that should definitely be a part of your user plan, right? Sure. Now, improve the experience to the point where hopefully you might not need these extra things, but definitely account for them. Um, last, I would say, Again, kind of contradictory here, but build in the least amount of steps possible to conversion. Um, and what I mean by that is don't be building an extra unnecessary steps to your process, right? If somebody has to fill out 15 form fields and you really only needed them to fill out three, they might abandon. If somebody has to click three buttons to get to uh, you know, one, one page to your conversion page, they might not make it all the way through that journey, right? So, so make it as easy as possible for them to get to that endpoint um, while still building in the information they need to succeed. Um, on that point, CTAs, right? Uh, I, I Honestly, I don't know if there's a page of a website I can think of that shouldn't have a call to action or a path to conversion on it. So make sure that it's always available and always there. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I was actually just thinking of, of is, you know, what, what does it look like when you have a good user path and that's where you have CTAs or calls to action, mm -hmm. you know, clickable things, buttons, images, whatever that, that lead a person down to the conversion mm -hmm. path ultimately. So, um, great. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Connor for, um, coming and talking just today about user path planning. Uh, we had covered three points today. We got into the weeds on, uh, uh, user path planning. We talked about what it is, why it's important. We talked a little bit about um, the process in generating a user path and then uh, some best practices uh, around there. So appreciate your time today. And uh, with that, Pete, take us out. All right. <clears throat> Be sure to check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds to check out other episodes if you haven't listened to them all right now or if you just want to find your favorite to go back and re-listen to. Uh, you can also visit our social channels at We Are Mindscape uh, and use the hashtag In The Weeds Podcast to let us know about any episodes or co topic areas that you'd like us to cover in the future. Or you can just send us a trusty old email at In The Weeds at WeAreMindscape.com. Thanks a lot for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Bye-bye, everyone.